You're listening to the Communicate with Confidence podcast with me, your host, Luke Maxwell. This podcast is dedicated to helping you build confidence, increase communication skills, and journey with me in the relentless pursuit of what you want most in life. In this episode, number 90, the big 9 We're doing something fun today um, and something hopefully inspirational for you, uh, something informative, and that's the four phases of being a public speaker. I went and saw a talk a couple weeks ago by now, and it was by this, you know, older gentleman, you know, well into his probably, you know, 50s or 60s. He's, you know, maybe in his 60s by now. I don't know. It's hard to tell. And he's a really fabulous speaker. I've been, a, you know, I've been a semi-fan of him for a while, and I was really glad I got to see him speak. But one thing that I loved was the comparison between him and the younger guy who came and gave like a little like donation ask in the middle of the of the speech and right then like something just clarified in my mind i'm like oh my gosh these there're four phases of being a public speaker and it's important to know this so that way you know you know where am i going what am i doing you know and just being content with where you are and always looking forward to where you want to be and so many of you when you're giving speeches you're probably in this first phase and that is what i call pure panic now this is the phase <laughs> where you're just like okay i gotta make sure i remember okay know my speech i practiced before the night before i practiced on my way up i'm thinking i'm practicing questions i'm like okay i'm thinking of this and okay i'm really nervous before you know i'm trying not to eat anything before you know i get through my talk and i'm like oh was that good i don't know you know did someone videotape i don't know you know that's pure panic and now that's where everyone starts as where well, whoa, I hit my mic there. That's where everybody starts. And that's okay. Um, you gotta start somewhere. And there's just the thing to remember when you're in the stage is to the more you do it, the more comfortable you'll get. There is no there isn't no, there is no substitution for experience. And this is especially true when you're doing something like public speaking it's very important to know and so you got to speak a lot do with every single chance you get you know at a party talk to people tell stories you know and practice in that way you know if you're giving um if you're doing a class presentation be the one to speak the most you know just take every single opportunity you can go to networking events and practice get used to speaking effectively and the more you do it, the more comfortable you get. If you listen to back to the first episode of this podcast, um, I, I sound much, much different than now because now I'm comfortable with it. I know, you know, the mic is here and I might hit it. I might hit the whatever, you know, I'm good. You know, I'm fine with it. And the thing is, and, the, and this, I mean, obviously, it was a lot easier to do because there's not so much on the line as when you're public speaking. Uh, you know, you're getting paid a lot of money to influence a lot of people to take a big action. You know, there's a lot more. It's, it's very important, right? Whereas I, you know, do podcast episode, I'm like, ah, I'll do this one. You know, if it, if it flops, I'll be fine. <laughs> um, I try not to, right? I, I think about it and I and I see like, oh, would they like this? But the thing is, so that's how you get to the next phase. Though you do it a lot, you learn how to you learn how to speak effectively, and then you practice that over and over again. That's how you get from this from this stage. 
Um, and so a good example of this um, are people, and I, and I think I see this more most often when it comes to classes, but also I see this when um, I'm at schools and there's students giving maybe a little talk before me, maybe whether it's even something as giving announcements. I see this and then I'll, I'll be like, okay, is there something, is there something maybe I can provide? Maybe is there some way I can help? And, you know, they'll get up on stage, they'll hold the mic, they'll like, you know, smile nervously, they'll trip over themselves and then catch themselves and then repeat it um, really fast and to make sure like no one saw me mess up, right? Well, those are just some different, you know, symptoms maybe to look for um, to kind of see like, okay, what is something you need to work on? You know, getting more comfortable with the stage, being more confident in yourself as well. And you move on to the next one, what I call the slick salesman. And now this is this is the phase that this person that I saw was in. You know, this young guy, everything about him was perfect. His hair was gelled to perfection. His clothes were cut, like laid, like his pants were like seamed. So they laid perfectly on his, you know, shiny brown shoes. You know, he carried himself like he knew. And, you know, he knew exactly what he was doing. He was good at it. But he knew it. And then, you know, he turned and say something. He, he'd like make a joke. People laugh. And then he like a little smirk to himself like, oh, yeah, I know that would make you laugh. And it was hilarious to me. I was dying. I was trying so hard not to laugh because I know exactly what that feels like. I know exactly what it feels like to actually get good, to be trained, to get good. And then you're like, I'm so good at this. And then you're just, you're really, really happy with yourself. And that's just, um, it's not a bad thing. When I say, you know, the slick salesman, right? The other one, the other name I was going for was just like cocky. You know, that was the, that was the other like alternative name uh, for this phase. And it's not bad. Like, it's not a bad thing. You're going to go through this phase. And it might take you a little while. And I'll admit, I'm not all the way out of this phase. I'm not. Um, I'm not yet at the point at the, where I'm at the next stage. You know, there's a lot um, not, that I just have to, you know, just experience. I just have to experience more. And with the six salesman, there's a couple things I want to mention um, because I know this in my own self, but also with this person. Oh, it was priceless. It was it was it was an on point like perfect representation of what this phase is um a couple things is that there's a general stiffness to the slick salesman you know you have your movements planned out so you know okay i'm gonna do this and this there's a certain memorization rote you know aspect of the slick salesman's speech you know, it's just a little too polished. And that's one thing that I've been purposefully doing is saying something different is looking, is looking at my speech and going, I mutter here, I go through this, I know this part word for word, even though I never wrote it down. I just did it so many times I memorized it word for word. So I'm going to purposefully use different words. And that's one thing that I do. And that's one thing I've been doing to get myself out of this phase and into the next one is if I have some kind of thing that I always do, I purposefully mess it up and do something else um so that way i'm just not captive by one way of saying things the other thing about the slick salesman too is i want you and, and this is something that i do okay and i know it may sound weird but if you're in this stage where you're like i'm good at this like i can speak and people listen okay i want you to relax your shoulders 
like and and I know that might sound weird, but it's this weird thing that I do and it just relaxes my entire body. Like I just because you know you have your shoulder back and straight and blah blah blah. I just kind of relax, you know, like oh relax my shoulders and that just spreads through my entire body. Maybe I'm just weird. I don't think so though. And so that's one thing that you can do to just you know relax yourself a little bit more. A sick salesman when people at least in my experience people have a hard time listening to you for a long time because you you have you have different you know habits and stuff that you know on the surface you know you don't really notice because you're kind of you know mesmerized by the person speaking but then after listening to you for a while let's say like a 45 minute speech it becomes apparent that you're just a little too polished and I know this, and the reason why I kind of wanted, um, one reason why I want to make this episode is because I've seen some grown adults in this stage still. Like, people have been doing this for decades simply because they may, I mean, they may not have the time, I mean, whatever it is, but they didn't make that effort to change up their speeches. Their speeches were so good and so solid, they just kept it the way it was, and it became a book reading instead of a speech. And, you know, my, my, you know, some people, you know, I would say a, a good amount of people wouldn't noticed, notice unless they, maybe they saw you a couple times. But there's a good there's there's also a good number that is going to kind of see through this polish and it's going to come off as disingenuous. You're not going to seem very real or relatable. That's why I tell a lot of very personal stories because it makes it personal, relatable and real. I try to not hide anything, try to not polish anything over. And that's one thing that really helps me as well. So when you're in this stage, you know, just, and again, right, through all these stages, you're just gonna have to speak a lot. That's the one thing. That's the one constant, right? If you want to get better as a speaker, you just do it a lot. You get, you want to get better at anything. It doesn't matter if you have not, something that you have no skill in. You just do it a lot. You'll automatically start to get better at it. You may not be perfect, but you'll be better. So there's, um, if you want to move into the next one, right? The next one is what I call a positive authority. And this is where you'll see speakers like, you know, Gary Vee, Russell Branson, even though, oh, don't even get me. Okay. Uh, I might have a thing. I think I, I've, I've had an episode about like gurus, but I've recently been inspired to do more on like fake gurus or people who maybe aren't telling you the real truth about how they got to where they are. Um, I need to plan that out a little bit more with specific examples. And we'll see um, if I burn any bridges, if I decide uh, to burn any bridges um, with these people who I kind of am very critical of. So um, the next one is positive authority, though. And these are people who go from knowing exactly what they're doing and knowing it to knowing exactly what they're doing and delivering. There's a very slight difference in this. I encourage you to watch any, you know, big stars speak. I mean, I would say even Tony Robbins is still kind of in this stage um, be just because of the nature of the fourth stage, which you'll see. It's someone who is very, very good, draws, you know, usually they'll draw a big crowd, but they have this certain relaxed state about them where you feel like, uh, it, put it into Hamilton's words, right? Like you could grab a beer with them. Um it, it, it's just this nature and this stance of confidence, of authority. And that's why I say positive authority, because they walk into a room and they instantly know that they are the authority in the room, really no matter what. They walk in a room like, oh, I'm the authority. 
and I'm going to act like it. But at the same time, I'm going to smile. I'm going to, you know, I'm relax. And that's a certain skill. And that's a certain skill. That's, that's why I say I'm not fully in this because that's a certain skill that I'm working very hard on developing because I tend to be very um, on to the point, let's say. Um, any of you who have met me in person, um, I true, I, I, I'm not, not that I'm not friendly. Um, I do like work hard at being very, you know, personable when I'm doing interpersonal communication because that's not my strength. My strength is, you know, public speaking up on stage. I've had to force myself to get good at interpersonal communication. And that's one thing I realized, you know, I just have to really practice. And that's why, for example, like, I will, I I will tell my friends like, okay, you know, I don't like parties, you know, I don't like large gatherings of people, and you might not invite me to places because of that, and I would love to not be invited, but I want to tell you to invite me. I literally told you know Clara, my business partner, because she's all about you know the party life. Um, I, <laughs> whenever I talk about Clara and at her, she's just outgoing. Yeah, she likes she likes being around people. She's an extrovert, and I literally had to tell her, invite me to your next party. I know you think I don't want to go and I might go just out of pity or like because I feel obligated to if you invite me, but invite me. Even though I won't enjoy my time there, even though I won't like it and I will regret going afterwards, it's practice that I need. It's exposure therapy is what it is. And oh, just like the things I, you know, typically at a party, you know, if you find someone who's just like, oh, I'll like do something over here. Maybe I'll like, oh, I'll like stand, like I'll be in a group and like try to talk to people. That's me because I just don't, I mean, it's not fun for me. And so for me, I have to, it's work. Like for me, like going public speaking, that's fun. That's not work at all. I go up there and I have a blast. You know, that's just, it's my life. Like I'm just energized. I'm exhilarated. I'm ready to take on the world. When I go to a party, I mean, it was like, oh, I have to work. Oh, I'm so tired. I don't want to work today. Like that's what it is. And so just because of that, because of just that, na my nature with that, it's very hard for me to have that, you know, that aspect of a positive authority of being relatable and friendly to a lot of people all at once and being having that that special networking skill when it's just when it's not even networking you're just talking to a lot of people and so that's the one thing that and that's why I say like I'm just being honest here that's one thing that I'm, I'm not in this stage yet and it's it's very tough to be on that stage if you're not an extrovert um, it's just, it's just, it takes an extra level of work. Um, and I wonder, I wonder what the analytics are of people who listen to podcasts, introverts versus extroverts, you know, hit me up on, at Twitter on Luke D. Maxwell. Um, and in fact, I want to hear from you because honestly, I we're get we have like over 7,000 downloads by now. And, um, I want to hear from you because I haven't heard from any of you. And honestly, part of me thinks that you're all just bots. <laughs> So I'd love to really hear from you to know that you're all real. You're real people listening to this. Um, I'd love to know how I can do better, you know, what topics you'd like me to cover. But also, if you're an introvert or an extrovert, Luke D. Maxwell, you know, just tweet tweet at me and just tell me, you know, I'm an introvert. I listen to your podcast. I'm an extrovert listening to your podcast. Um, and I might put up a poll there as well. Um, so yeah, tweet at me. That's really, the you know, a great way to interact with me, you know, casually and, you know, whatever. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, okay. So I mean, it's just been something on my mind for a while. So positive authority, right? So I would definitely look at 
not necessarily how they speak in public, but how they interact. And a good person is out of Gary Vee, just because of the massive content. If you look at Gary Vee and how he interacts with people, it's a very good example of a positive authority. Interacting with a mass amount of people and being very personable with it, you know? Um, so he's, I definitely recommend, I think him as the best Gary Vaynerchuk. And I know some people don't like him. I get it. I mean, honestly, I haven't watched this stuff in a long time just because it wasn't applicable anymore, but it's great for, if you're starting out, if you really need the motivation to work hard, to hustle, um, he's really the dude. And I think once you kind of get that idea in your mind, then there's really, there's really, you see less and less of a point of, you know, watching his content or listening to him, look, listening to his podcast. That's just my opinion, though. If you still enjoy it, great. Kudos to you. Fabulous. Uh, but we want to get to the next one. And there's this very special reason. I have a very special love in my heart for this next stage because it's simply titled, I'm too old for this. And we all know those speakers who just, you know what, they've been doing it for decades. They've been, you know, speaking for 40, 50 years. They've been just doing things forever. And I have been totally blessed because I saw two examples of this in the recent month. Um, one was, at, you know, at a smaller event and one was at the big event that I mentioned with the Slick Salesman um, with the head keynote speaker. Um, just, you know... Don't care what they wear. Really don't care what they say. They're just kind of talking. And the thing with the I'm too old for this, and the reason why I have a special love in my heart for this, is because they know exactly what they're talking about, just like with the last two. But they don't really care if you listen or not. Like, they want you to, but it doesn't impact them at all. They're really not interested in, like, the color psychology of what tie to wear. Or, you know, doing this specific hand motion in order to increase ROI. They don't care. They've just been doing this for a long time. They know what they're doing. They know what they're saying. And they have great content. Um, a great a great example, which I'll never forget, was when I was working at the bar um, at a nice, you know, fancy five-star resort. And I was, you know, doing, I was basically just a, a busboy. I was a bar back, for those of you who are familiar with, you know, the stations of a bar. And, you know, I was just doing my little thing, um, helping out the bartenders. And then this old, old, old guy, you know, like someone who's like... Are some is someone celebrating your funeral right now? <laughs> like, that's what this guy looked like, right? And so you know, I'm trying to chat him up. He has a thick, like European accent, like like Russian, or, you know, like or like some kind of like Slavic, you know, some kind of you know, place in Europe, you know, with a thick, thick um accent. And you know, I was trying to talk to him. It was really, really difficult to understand him. But he, he, he what he told me, I was just you know chatting with him and chatting about you know like oh I was like yeah I, I have a side you know I have a side business I'm you know quite a bit I've been a bit of an entrepreneur. That was when I was still you know holding down jobs. And I didn't quite take the leap, um, but he said. I've been in business since I was 16. I've been in business for like, what? What do you say? Like 80, 80 years? What would it be? Like 70 years, I think, probably. You know, like 70 years. And he's just, you know, chatting. And he's just talking. And you see that joy of he did what he loved. And he did it for so long. And he kept on doing it. And he has still had, you know, that passion. That, like, just that, that, all of that, all of that friendliness from the, positive authority and just went into you know what i'm old i accept it i don't really care <laughs> and it's just great i love it it just oh it just makes me so happy to think about that and you know to think about someone like that he was also although he was also the man who told me he leaned you know leaned close to me he's like 
if you get a get a woman, get a woman who understands business. Otherwise, she's useless. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, there. <laughs> I think I don't, I don't I don't I okay sure I'll take that with a grain of salt you know, um, <laughs> but you know he's also he's also that man who said that to me, um, so it's just you know just wonderful and that's why I think it's a very special when you're able to kind of go into this and I think I can't wait until I go into this stage I can't wait until I just kind of like you no know, I care but I don't really care you know like I'll go up on stage. And you know what, if I, you know, I don't really care what I wear, you know, how I move, you know, and maybe if that person's like sleepy or whatever, or you know, a phone goes up, I'm like, whatever, I'm good. Like, no matter what, I'm good. I'm doing what I like doing. And I think that's a very special place to be at where you can still influence, you know, a thousand people in a room like where I was and still, you know, influence me, you know, it really touched me, you know, as a great, great speaker, just a fabulous, you know, motivator and influencer and educator, but still was still just like, you know what, I'm too old for this. I'm good. And I, and that's a very special place to be. And I don't know about you, but I can't wait to be there. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Communicate with Confidence podcast. I Like this was a little more of just a fun one. And also I hope, you know, to, to look forward to where you want to be. You know, if you're in the pure panic right now, just remember to speak a lot to, you know, to just, you know, work on, you know, polishing yourself up. You know, maybe you say trip over the certain word or the certain phrase, you know, just practice it, you know, say it slower. And then, of course, that will get you naturally that will get you into the slick salesman where all of a sudden you become a little, maybe a little bit too polished, a little maybe too sure of yourself. And, you know, it's fine. You know, you, you're good. You're motivating a lot of people. You're influencing a lot of people. That's great. But then you have to eventually you have to. You have to transfer and you have to work on yourself and being and putting yourself in situations maybe you don't like and becoming more relatable, more down to earth, more relaxed. And like I said, you know, something that I do before my speeches is I just relax my shoulders. I just relax my shoulders and just let them go. And then that helps me just convey a more authentic, relatable and as well as telling very personal and real stories. Or those are the two things that I really do to help me just focus on being real and because no one likes a fake, you know, salesman, you know, no one likes, you know, just a, a slick salesman, right? Um, they want someone who's, you know, they want a positive authority. I know when you can walk into a room, you know, every, you know, you're the authority in the room, but you don't act like it. You know, you're just like, yeah, okay, whatever. And if someone asks you a question, you answer it with with authority, with confidence, and then you go back to just being friendly, you know? So, that's a, and again, right? So these all take very special skills. It takes development. This doesn't just happen, okay? I know some people are still in pure panic and they've been speaking for a while. Um, it, you know, and of course, if you maybe have like an anxiety disorder, it might, you know, of course that might take, that might, you know, make its way through, but there's still, you know, there's ways to, there's ways to overcome. There's ways, to, you know, coping mechanisms that I myself have influenced myself, you know, with my, you know, just journey of, you know, mental health and everything along with that. And then I can't wait to get into I can't wait to say the phrase, I'm too old for this, and it actually be true. You can find show notes and more at loopdmaxwell.com slash podcast. Remember to hit me up on my Twitter. Like, just like, you know, send me a tweet. Luke D. Maxwell. Like, right now. Come on. Like, right now, you know, you can open the Twitter app. Just, you know, type in at Luke D. Maxwell. Be like, hey, I listen to your podcast. I'm not a bot. 
You know, just I'm not a bot, right? And then maybe you want to say I'm an introvert or I'm an extrovert. That's cool too. Just let me know. You're not a bot. There's actually real people listening to this. So thank you so much. Do what you love and remember to always stay on the positive side of things. Yeah.